Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. We're getting out of the nation-building business and instead focusing on creating stability in the world. Our moments of greatest strength came when politics ended at the water's edge. That was candidate, then-candidate Trump, April 2016. His foreign policy speech, the big one that he made during the campaign, that a comment that he made and many other comments made me think there was a chance that he did not want to intervene in the affairs of sovereign nations. And his reference to the water's edge, I doubt he knew this, and maybe it wasn't a direct reference, but it reminds me of this theory of continentalism, which was uh, the founder's theory or the early American um, statesman had this theory of alliances, which is kind of what legitimate alliances are, that uh, continentalism was the legitimate allies of this country are Canada and Mexico because through them we can be invaded. And I guess the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans are our allies also. But that's why we have this luxury of uh, that and can lead to our prosperity that we don't actually have to have this elaborate network of alliances. That's what he's referring to. That was Trump saying... Uh, Our moments of greatest strength came when politics ended at the water's edge. This is what he said a year ago, and uh, I think that's probably true. But this is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. I did tell you I was going to just give you in a nutshell, and I will like in one sentence practically, what I think is really going on in Syria and what I've always thought was going on in Syria. I've done I used to focus on it a lot more than recently because uh, nothing really changed about what the the geopolitical maneuverings that were happening. There are several at work. You can look at Condoleezza Rice revealed a map called the New Middle East, something like that, and it broke Iraq into three pieces. Uh, there were other similar plans. The Bernard Lewis plan, the Oded Yinan plan was an Israeli foreign policy guy from the 80s wanted to break Syria into, I think, five pieces. There's There were many, Bernard Lewis, Samuel Huntington, these are people who had a vision over the previous decades of how to re, uh, reform the Middle East, that the old order that came from World War I, where they took different tribes and sewed them together into little Frankenstein countries in order to keep them weak, was was starting to not work anymore because you would have pan-Arab leaders who could take these states and uh, uh, rise above that tribalism and be very strong and possibly be allies of Russia, you know, that that kind of thing. So then it became geopolitically 
dangerous in the minds of the pure political actor, the real politic actor, to have the country situated as they were. So uh, to me, there's an element of this. But a more immediate element is what is termed in uh, maybe alternative media or international media as pipelineistan. I think maybe Pepe Escobar might have coined that. I don't know. But it's about this network of pipelines that crosses Eurasia, the Eurasian continent, and in serious significance in that is Qatar and Iran uh, sit over a gas field. And to get that gas into Europe, this is gas into Europe is a factor in the Ukraine also. To get the gas into Europe, a pipeline should run through Syria and up through Turkey and into Europe. Qatar wanted to run, and Saudi Arabia wanted to run that pipeline through Syria, and Syria said no. They said yes to Iran and no to the other guys. And that's when this hostility really started to flare up. Same thing with Ukraine. When the elected president of Ukraine uh, rebuffed European, the European uh, uh, overtures and went with Russia instead, that's when things got military. Isn't war politics by other means? So to me, these when you see these pictures of little babies or reports of chemical weapons, you have to, I think, take a step back from the emotionalism and that you're being manipulated. I'm not blaming people. This is this has always worked. It's always worked. You feel that pity is a moral response. And I it's important to have that moral response. But there's a more there's a deeper morality at work, which is why you have the law of nations, the um, the laws of the United States, the laws of morality. The Ten Commandments, the Constitution, uh, Vattel's Law of Nations, which our founders said the Constitution was based on, it it does not allow for this stuff. And at the very least, you need a president to go to Congress before taking action against a sovereign nation because it really is an act of war. And it could invite reprisal, like legitimate in the international world's eyes, of against us from Syria and its ally, Russia. It's very dangerous business to be outside the law. And that's where I do not support what's called American exceptionalism, because what it says is we are an exception to that law. And I, I for one, do not buy it. So I, I normally don't, don't give that kind of a major mind vitamin right out of the box. But this is a serious matter that has been nothing but uh, propagandized on the cable news, for example. I mean, it's been overwhelming. Binkley, I know you're big... Uh, um, observer of propaganda and in this case atrocity propaganda have you you know what's the most significant thing that you you know what's the what's your biggest takeaway over the past couple of days on what they're you know how they're working their propaganda just in a nutshell they don't want people asking any questions they want to put so much tragedy and horrifying images of children and interviews with people whose 19 family members have died that they want you to accept what they tell you so that you support whatever they do. That's interesting. So by, I think you've mentioned this before, by giving you, by putting you in a heightened state of emotion, they can, you're highly suggestible. Yeah. So when they say they freak you out and then, I mean, Trump himself, I, I don't know what, what's really going on behind the scenes, but the way it looks to me, he says stuff like, I saw these pictures and had to do something. Yeah, it's like I mean, in one of those crime argument. shows when they say, look at this picture of this dead body. You want to let this monster run free? <laughs> right. You tell me what you know. Right. The problem is that the the me we do not know that he had chemical weapons. And saying, well, he used them 
is proof that he had them. We don't have proof that he used them, and he didn't have the motive. Assad did not have the motive yeah. to do this. Why would he do this to his own people? We had just said he could stay in power. We had just said that. Why would he do this? So it doesn't make a ton of sense. Uh, do you have a tweet for me? And then I'm going to go to some calls. Yes. Ken tweets that he agrees with what Trump did as long as they're sure that it was Assad's forces. And he says that they probably had some sort of surveillance there. Okay, so again, we've gotten to where uh, so far the arguments have all been that either you have faith in Trump's motives or you have faith in intelligence that they are honestly telling the president what just honest truth. Here it is. We're not trying to influence your decision. This is what we know. Here are the facts. Here's the proof. Here's the evidence that you think that our intelligence or our behind the scenes, deep state, whoever ca gathers that information really doesn't try to influence the outcome for other reasons, like for the benefit of the military industrial complex, for example. So if, uh, if that's what you, you know, that's what it comes down to, an act of faith. Very interesting. Uh, I'm going to take some calls, 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Chris and Charlotte. Hi, Chris. You're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. Love the show. Um, just wanted to say, I feel like all we heard on the campaign trail was Trump saying how he's going to drain the swamp. But it sounds like he did the exact opposite. He, like, backed up his RV and started dumping the septic in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy because it's... We don't have any facts on this. One, if the attack actually happened, and two, if it did happen, did Assad actually pull the trigger? It makes no sense to what you were saying earlier. Like, he was winning back most of Syria, and then all of a sudden he's going to unleash this chemical weapons attack? It just doesn't add up at all. Where do you get your information? Were you just sitting there for the past 48 hours watching, you know, cable news? Or, do, I mean, do you feel like cable news is a place where you're going to get a different view because it sounds like you have a different viewpoint from what they're telling us on both sides I, cnn and fox are both telling us the same i definitely story. always watch like all the cable news channels but additionally in addition to that i i'm, I'm like enthralled with the whole serious thing just because i find it all very hard to believe that all this terrible stuff is happening which it is happening but i think it's wildly blown out of proportion by the mainstream media so what i do i try and do is find reliable reporters that are on the ground in syria and get their feedback. I know the only congressional representative that's been to Syria is Tulsi Gabbard, and she felt she feels like we're supplying the terrorists with the weapons after she came back from there. So she's actually got a bill in Congress trying to combat us giving weapons to terrorists. There are so. some very powerful reports from independent journalists, UN, stuff like that, that uh, allied forces bomb aid convoys. I mean, great. have you ever seen that? Yeah. I mean, that's really disturbing. I mean, that's the thing. We need, uh, we could have a real investigation. There was no, I know it's like there's an urgency because he, otherwise he's going to keep doing it. Well, if he's doing this because he feels under pressure and you pressure him more, you know, it could go either way. So there's always time, uh, unless you're in imminent threat, there's always time to get the right answer. And, and additionally, like the fact that we just, bombed them instead of doing an investigation if they did an investigation and found them guilty they could hold them on trial by the international courts by just going in and bombing them you've eliminated any chance of doing that oh, that's a good point and you could uh maybe have more of a likelihood of a regime change which is what uh, our secretary of state i think said it's this guy's got to go if you could actually prove this stuff against him i think that you'd have better chance of that thank you so much for the call chris uh, 
You can so my lines are full again. Can um, tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Sunny tomorrow, high of 75. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. I am chock full of calls. I have a different opinion, I guess, from most people on the Trump thing. I think he should have gone to Congress. Uh, I don't even think he did the right thing. I don't think there's evidence. And even if there were, I still wouldn't think he did the right thing. So uh, if that's not enough to (laughs) get people... uh, to argue with people, and I don't even like arguing with people, but um, but in this case, I really feel like the other side is not being talked about on any media outlet, left or right, certainly not like the cable news stuff. So you're getting it here on WSB, and I want to hear from you. So I'm going to Greg in Atlanta. Hi, Greg. You're on with Monica. Hey. Uh, first of all, I, first time I've listened to your show, and I really enjoy it. Um, I don't agree with a lot of what you say, but I do enjoy it. Um, I love I think- that. That's the best praise yeah. for me because I want to exchange ideas. I think our libertarian views are the same until I, I, I really enjoy libertarian views until we go outside of the country and, and look at, at uh, international. Um, I was going to go about this from a moral standpoint, but I've heard so many things I'd like to address. Uh, first of all, I, I don't believe this is an act of war um, any more than taking out uh, Muammar Gaddafi was. Uh, I don't, I, you know, that was not an act of war either. Um, it, it, that it, was it, a terrible thing, though. I mean. Hillary it was took out Gaddafi. Horrible thing to. I agree. Yeah, she horrible shouldn't have done thing that. To do. This is a little bit different. I mean, we have not taken Assad out. First of all, I, I don't think we should take out any president or whatever they want to call themselves. Um, however, to, to say that propaganda over and over again, I, I just I don't see the propaganda part. All the way back to the you know, look at what this is doing to Europe with everybody leaving Syria. Uh, there, there's there's wide-ranging effects. This is not propaganda. There are people being killed. Well, there are people being tortured. Here's the propaganda, Greg, is that we are told that the reason the refugees are leaving is that Assad is bloody. But in reality, at the same time we provoked the crisis in Libya, our allies provoked the crisis in Syria. It was our intervention that spread refugees and uh, terrorism coming out of the Middle East. I wish I could give you more time. I know you're on hold, but I've got to take another break. And uh, there are so many callers. So I'm going to just start doing some rapid fire calling at the bottom of the hour. I, uh, you can, there are still some lines open, 404-8720-750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. And if you want to have a longer conversation, go to my Facebook. You go to my website, MonicaPerezShow.com. You can email me. I do continue this conversation all week, but we're on until 6, so stay tuned. You maniacs! You blew it up! Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We build up our military not as an act of aggression, but as an act of prevention. We pursue and build up arms not in order to seek conflict, but in order to avoid conflict. In short, we seek peace through strength. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on WSB, Saturdays 3 to 6. And that was President-elect Trump on his victory speech in Fayetteville in December in 2016. And that last little phrase, peace through strength, is, a, is an old and kind of loaded 
expression because uh, there is a famous retort. I forget who said it, but it's uh, uh, that peace through strength quickly becomes peace through war. And that does seem like how this sentiment has morphed this time around. And my, uh, I've been talking about the actual issues here. So two weeks ago or last week, we heard that Assad, we are told by the media and the government, that Assad, the president of Syria, dropped chemical weapons on his own people. And in response, this week, Trump horrified by pictures of beautiful little babies who were killed in this attack, said he had to do something, and he authorized dropping, uh, shooting, I guess, 59 Tomahawk missiles onto the airbase, supposedly, that launched these chemical weapons. Now, for me, uh, there was a similar story about chemical weapons attacks in 2013 that ended up to be a rebel false flag. If you don't know... Uh, the details behind that go to propagandareportdaily.com. I just posted something that shows a lot of different facts from that time. It's basically undisputed at this point that that was a rebel false flag. So this is a similar story, and there hasn't been time to find out if, again, this was the, not the rebels who were trying to get the U.S. to escalate and take out Assad, because that's what the rebels want. So there's a big problem with that. And then at the time, Obama did not withdraw. He begged Congress in writing on the air to allow him to shoot Tomahawk missiles into Syria. That's exactly what he wanted. And Congress didn't even bring it to a vote because it was so clear the people did not want that. And that's why Congress is the one to authorize war. And this is unusual. So then Obama proceeded to drop, I think in 2015, the number was over 20,000 bombs on Syria and Iraq. But he said it was against the terrorists. This is the first time we have said that we are bombing the government of Syria. So that is an act of war. People say it's not. It's most definitely an act of war. And it is the purview of the Congress to authorize that so that we have some say in it. We the people, because it's on our authority that that our government and our military acts and it's with our money. So if unless they're doing it without our consent, if we if we are not, if we are like with Obamacare, they shoved it down our throats, even though the majority did not want it. I don't think we're responsible for that. But if if they are doing this with our consent, I think we need to uh, look at the legal and moral foundations for these actions. So that's uh, what I think about this in a nutshell. I wanted to know not only what you think about it, but what you think if this is consistent with what you hoped for from Trump. So I've been playing tri- clips at the beginning of the segments to say to point out some of the things that Trump was telling us last year, uh, giving us a certain impression about how his approach to foreign matters would be. Now, this isn't even an act of self-defense. He's not even suggesting this is defensive. He's saying it's humanitarian. It's to save other little children in Syria. So that is inconsistent, in my opinion, with what he said last year. But I want to hear what you ha- what you feel like as a Trump supporter about what he's doing and how it changes your uh, if it changes your opinion of him. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. I'm going to Don in Atlanta. Don, you're on with Monica. Hey, Monica, I appreciate your show and you very much. Great topic, of course. Thank very you. appropriate. Uh, I'm, uh, we should all be... Uh, of no illusion now that what candidate Trump said and now what his actions are are two different things, and candidate Trump's words are forever gone. His uh, administration is clearly taken over now by 
the internationalist neocon segment. And as you said, this act is an act of war, this action that he took recently in Syria. Uh, your previous caller said it's not an act of war. What would you call 59 missiles launched into a sovereign country other than an act of war? An actual property of the government, right? So absolutely. Absolutely is a government's government action. And a little it's, bit of propaganda there, you know, uh, they said 58 of the 59 hit their target, yet hmm. the next day, no, I don't two know. days later, Syria is now, uh, you know, launching um, air raids from that exact air base. Yeah, so, I think that there there's a lot of, we, they did a great job, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's so warlike, like the way the propaganda is presented, it makes you feel good and happy and proud. Like if you just take it yeah. at face value, it right. e- it evokes... Really positive feelings, but I but I agree. I was thinking with Trump, I, I was one of the few people. So many alternative media personalities, for example, who I you know never uh, who I followed, were giving him the benefit of the doubt, or uh, were absolutely uh, positive that he was a good guy. And my argument was only that the proof would be in the pudding, specifically about this, about Syria and about the Middle East. If they withdrew or didn't insist on Assad regime change or whatever, I would say, you know what, maybe maybe, maybe we have, we the voters have forced a change. But if he goes through the same foreign policy that Obama and Bush had, then you have to realize that he is just the same, uh, you know, he's in on it. Well, and that had to be a big hope of all the supporters like myself who voted for Mr. Trump. Yeah. And like I say, we should be under no illusion that that, that hope is gone. Yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I like hope. <laughs> you know, I, I loved Ron Paul. My my hope, though, for Ron Paul, he used to talk about the Bill of Rights. You knew what his principles were. He had a long time record of having principles and using them. And I feel like you can have hope that he will employ those in office. But with Trump, it was really. I feel like it was more like a faith. and But that's all right. I mean, it was the only hope, right? It was the only hope, so we had to do it. Thank you so much for the call, Don. I'm going to CJ in Indiana. I know who CJ is. Hi, CJ. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Monica. How are you? Good. CJ is, if you've ever heard me talk about, I've been a couple of times on my favorite podcast uh, is Rogue Money. And CJ is one of the guys from Rogue Money. And I know, CJ, that I was listening to you this week. I know, I remember from our discussions on uh, the podcast that you guys really did, just like Don, the previous caller, had real hope, uh, uh, if not like total confidence, that Trump was, uh, was operating outside the military-industrial complex. Is that correct or incorrect? Well, Monica, that's completely correct. If you think about everything that Trump campaigned on, you think about all of his speeches regarding foreign policy. How many times did we hear Trump on the campaign um, talk about that he was one of the only persons who spoke out against the war in Iraq when Bush did that? How many times did he champion that around when he was talking about Jeb Bush? And why, CJ, why would he say that stuff? Well, in, in particular, he, you know, he always advocated for following the rule of law, Monica. He always talked about you know, He tweeted back in 2013 when Barack Obama was considering the same actions, Monica, the same actions that he just did, he was telling in tweets that Barack Obama needed to get congressional approval, even calling it a mistake to take military action without congressional approval. See, and I would say the reason he said this stuff is that he knew it's what we wanted to hear. And I don't mean... 
Uh, when you look at the right, the left is like big government. So the people, the voters and the power elite are like of a, of a mind on the left. But on the right, the people on the right, the, the ruling elite is kind of trying to snow the people who keep the American experiment alive, keep dedication to the real Constitution, the Bill of Rights alive. And this kind of lip service to that essential understanding of the rule of law, of true self-defense, is what they that that's the struggle within the Republican Party. And I think Trump was speaking to those people. And that's why we thought he was I didn't. I'm sorry. To say, but I but I, I think that's why it was reasonable to have hope uh, that he was uh, a break from that. But so what do you think now? What do you think? What the meaning of Trump? I'm always wondering what the meaning of Trump is. What do you think now the meaning of Trump is? Well, this completely changes the VOP administration and how he moves forward. You, know, you take a look at the recent actions, and Monica, most people don't even realize that people are looking at this isolated incident of Syria. I, I don't want to change the subject, but let's think about the U.S. actions in, in Yemen. Let's talk about how the Trump administration has built deeper alliances with the Saudis, how the, how the Trump administration has allowed further weapons sales to the Saudis as a criminal act that partakes it. The Saudis are taking in an illegal war against Yemen, and now what, the U.S. is turning around doing the same thing under Trump's policies and Trump's agenda. So, it's very devastating, yeah. Monica. So you're really going deep. Like, And this is something that I actually have a challenge with on the air because I have to take so many breaks. <laughs> but when, when we talk on podcasts and stuff like that, you can really dig into the nitty-gritty. But the reality is the nitty-gritty is very complicated. The actual details, the history, the geopolitics, it's all very complicated. It's not stuff that can be shot out at us on cable news or in little segments or even be effectively managed through a democratic republic like we have, which is why, in my opinion, the founders didn't want us to have alliances or enemies because it is there is no way for a representative government to really behave like an empire and still follow the Constitution that demands a Republican Democratic Republic. And, and that's why, so when you get into those details, they're super important. But the fact is, no regular voter is ever going to be able to do that. So what you need is total faith in the government. And that's what I feel is, is lost. Right. Monica, real quick, another real quick point I want to make as well, because, you know, you have those people. But what about the kids? What about the, the civilians? What about those innocent people killed? Well, what about the U.S. military actions in, in Iraq? What about the recent 200 civilians? that were killed by U.S. bombing in, in Mosul. Iraq. What about that? Yeah. Yes. And uh, I would also say that, like, with that Kuwaiti ambassador's daughter who cried about the babies in the incubators, so many more babies died because of the action we took in response to that, which was to invade Iraq. And uh, Madeleine Albright, when asked, I think by Leslie Stahl, what do you think about the hundreds of thousands of children who died because of sanctions and war in Iraq? Uh, and Madeleine Albright said she thought she thought it was worth it. <laughs> she thought it was worth it. Anyway, CJ, I have to uh, I have to go to a break. That's uh, the name of the game. As take these quick breaks, I'll be right back. I'm still open for calls four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. Uh, at Monica Price Show. That was CJ from Rogue Money. If you want to hear our conversations, uh, go to um, uh, roguemoney.com, I think. Is that right, CJ? Is it roguemoney.com? 
Yeah, Rogue RogueMoney.net. Sorry, RogueMoney.net. And you can see some of our previous work. And their daily show is awesome. Uh, I'll be right back. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. 66 outside the studio. Skies are sunny. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate. Heating and air. We're talking about the strikes in Syria. I'm going to Joe in Locust Grove. Joe, you're on with Monica. Thank you, Monica. I just want to say that the uh, the light of liberty, that shining city on the hill that Ronald Reagan so eloquently spoke of during his time, was almost extinguished, was grown very dim in the last eight years. No doubt, had we been be under President Hillary today, Clinton, it would be out. President Ray, uh, Trump Friday made that light shine a lot carefully and cautiously turn that light back on. And I do I support him? Yeah, I support him. I think uh, there are bigger laws. I'm sorry, the Constitution of the United States does not go out beyond the borders of the United States. And I think there is laws of humanity. I think there's a bigger, higher force uh, in charge of this world that has a bigger hand than even in the United, the United States on the map. Well, I the Constitution does explicitly address war. Congress has the war power. War can only apply to our engagement with other countries. So it does uh, extend. We are not allowed to leave our borders except for within the confines of Constitution. And Hillary uh, actually recommended the exact same thing that Trump did. And that's an example, in my opinion, of or this is why I often say uh, welfare, warfare, either party will give you both. And that's what you would have had. So, so much more. I've got so much more to talk to you about. I'm open to argument. Give me a call, 404 872 800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.